Hi there, my name is Nana Crawfee, and this is my capstone project for families in poverty. Right now, I'm here with my roommates. If you may introduce your name. Hi, my name is Alex. And we are going to be talking about the topic of food insecurity. So um, I'm going to start off, you know, just having like a brief, you know, saying like discussion background or whatever. Um, right now, I'm 21 years old. I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Um, before this class, I didn't really know what food insecurity really was. Um, I guess I kind of had like a good idea. Like um, we discussed like things about like EBT, like food stamps and whatnot, like those type of programs to like help with like providing families with food. But I never really experienced that type of things, like those type of things. Um, yeah, basically, like I remember back in school, like people would talk about box tops on cereal boxes. And uh, I, I'd be like, oh, those are cool or whatever. And in high school, I had a free and reduced lunch. But like, still, like, basically, I still did not know the, like, the full, full, like, definition of, like, food insecurity. So, Alex, did you know what food insecurity was? Um, was? I did know what food insecurity was just mm. because um, I'm a first-generation immigrant. And moving to the United States... Initially, right when we moved here, we were on food stamps, but that was that was my first intro to the topic. Mm, I see, I see, I see. So, would you say you had like, like, did you have like a lot of knowledge about it, like back when you were experiencing, like, you know, having food stamps or whatnot, or was um, it just kind of just like a thing that was just there? Honestly, I'd say it was like a basic knowledge over it because obviously I was young, I was, you know, just doing whatever while my parents were taking mm -hmm. care of things like that. Right. Now that I've grown up, I've seen people in those situations. I'm mm -hmm. not in that situation, but I've seen it, my friends, things like that. So I've gained more, but at the time, definitely not. Mm, I see, I see, I see. And about thinking, talking about the whole friends thing too, I didn't, like, I feel like learning about this topic, like there was definitely, I know I had some friends that definitely went through that experience, but I just didn't know they went through that experience at the time, if that makes any sense. So it's like, I don't know, learning about it really just opened my eyes to it. And uh, that's like, you know, the main reason why I want to do it, like use this as like the topic for my project or whatever. So yes. I'm glad you have like some sort of background about it because like, I didn't know anything about it, you know. But um, yeah, thank you for that. Um, we're going to define food insecurity now um, based off a definition from the USDA. Um, the definition of food insecurity is a household level economic and social condition of limited or uncertain access to adequate food. So, um, like I said, I haven't really experienced that. Um, back when I was a kid and everything like that, I usually had meals, you know, three meals a day. Uh, my parents would always supply for me, thank God. But, uh, yeah, uh, based off this definition, it seems as if this is, like, basically, like, either, like, a shortage of food or a hard, like, it's hard to access food. If that makes any sense. Since you have, like, a good background, Alex, can you, like, basically, like, make sure that, like, I'm, you know, around the right, like, right lines yeah. when it comes to food insecurity? <clears throat> well, I would say I, I don't know the denotation of mm. food insecurity, but my own interpretation of it would just be um, it's hard to access food or whether mm. that's due to lack of income, whether mm. that's due to the environment, mm. whatever it might be, just a lack of access to food. Got you, got you, got you. And do you know do you know what food deserts are? Food deserts, yeah. You do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I said, before this class I did not know anything about food insecurity or anything like that. But yeah, food like the whole like 
the whole idea of food deserts, I, like, I literally did not know existed. Like, how you have to, like, drive, like, a, like a long ways just to get, like, access to food, like, like a grocery store or anything like that. Yeah. When did you first hear about it? Uh, the first time I heard about it was, well, I'm, I grew up in the church, so mm-hmm. my dad made it a very important point just to volunteer all the time, work mm-hmm. in the food kitchen. So, pretty much once a week for, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know how long. <clears throat> From the point I was, like, nine, probably till about... 16 i volunteered at least once a month mm. in a food kitchen um when i was in dallas this was through union gospel mission which is like a organization that helps people through christ and incorporates that into their goals got you so that could be considered a food desert like they did help and they were associated with things like that mm, i see I see, I see, I see. No, that's actually really cool. I, like I said, I, you know, had no idea of any of this, you know, grew up with having three meals a day and everything like that. Um, didn't even know that, like, the idea of food desert or thing. Didn't know food insecurity was or anything like that. Didn't really have to use, like, EBT or anything like that, too. Um, wow. Very interesting. And it's very cool that you volunteer as well. Um, actually, first of all, like, during this class, you had to do these things called... Um, I forgot what the assignment was called. Basically, you had to volunteer in order to get credit for a certain assignment. And I volunteered at the food Cougar bank. Food pantry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Cougar Food Pantry. Shout out yeah. Cougar Food Pantry. Shout out Cougar Food Pantry. No, yeah. No, people over there are really nice. Really good experience. Um, and I guess doing that as well also made me like, see like, oh, people actually like rely on like the like, food pantry and everything like that for like, they can't just go to the store or anything like that. Not that they can't go to the store, but like it's easier if they were just like get access from like food from the food pantry and whatnot. So yeah. seeing that it just really opened my eyes to this whole, this whole topic. Um, yeah. So basically what I'm getting from this whole like discussion, like food is like from what I heard from the class, food insecurity is like a big problem in the U.S. And it was kind of crazy because like, I feel like we have so much food to, like, go around, but, like, yet there's still families that are, like, you know, still struggling to get, get like, three meals a day, even one meal, you know, yeah. um, you know, get a supply of food for, you know, a certain amount of time, whether that be, like, a week, a month, or, you know, however long that might be. So, I don't know. What do you think, like, what do you think the, like, if you could just, like, I don't know if you have any knowledge of, like, you know what I'm saying, like, what the possible problem could be of, like, why families are you know, still struggling to get meals. Um, even though we have all these resources as well, like, you know, EBT and whatnot, um, food stamps and everything like that, it's still, like, it's still hard for some families to get food. So do you think, like, you have, like, a good idea of, like, what the possible problem could be? Yeah. Um, honestly, I'd say one of the most prevalent issues regarding food insecurity is the environment in which you live in. Mm. Because... Mm-hmm. This this is somewhat somewhat unrelated, but I do know that um, when it comes to food insecurity, that doesn't just have to mean they have a lack of access to food. It could mm-hmm. be they have a lack of access to good food, mm-hmm. and what that means would be like healthy options or vegan options, things mm-hmm. like that. To where, let's say you're in a low income environment or low income community, the stores they don't actually have those sorts of things because they cater to what people are mostly getting in those mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to, like if you go to a place where people are getting high incomes, you'll see a lot of places like Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of places like Trader Joe's, Joe's Trader yeah, Joe's, all like that. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> and then the restaurants reflect that as well. Mm-hmm. You'll see places like I don't even know the names because I'm not vegan. <laughs> <laughs> 
place. I always had one place called like Greenhouse. I don't even know. I don't even know. You know, like the light tea. Yeah, it's yeah. vegan options. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, options. All like those type things. Yeah, no, for sure. But um, sure. but then you go to a place. I mean, I'm, I'm from Seattle, so like the closest place I can think of are places like Tacoma, places like mm-hmm. Kent, where the restaurants it's all fast food, it's all McDonald's, mm-hmm. it's all stuff like that. Right. So that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. The fact that whatever, like wherever you are, you might not have good options. You might just have fast food. The things that are making people sicker. Mm, I see. Right? I see. If you're consuming those on like a very regular basis. So, yeah, environment would be one of the like biggest things, I'd say. I see. And during this class, I actually learned that a lot, too. We'd watch like a whole bunch of documentaries about basically like families going through like food insecurity. And, whatnot, and they'd show examples of like families trying to go out and buy food. But like the only thing they can afford is like like junk food and like food that yeah. is not really like nutritional. Like usually... Like, when it comes to, like, apple, like, fruits and vegetables, all that type of stuff, like, it's more on the expensive end. But when it comes to, like, junk food, it's, like, it's cheaper. cheaper. Exactly. Like canned foods. Yeah. Like exactly. Foods exactly. Like so, the like, the worst food is, like, the only thing that they can really afford. And, like, afford it, like, in a good amount, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty oh, hard for them. And this is somewhat a side note. <laughs> but I read an article one time, and it was saying how the types of food you eat, I mean, yes, this is scientifically proven as well, like... If you're eating healthy foods, it has a physiological and psychological impact. But if you're eating junk food all the time, that could, it might be a stretch to say perpetuate the situation that you're in, mm-hmm. but eating junk food all the time will not help your cerebral cortex develop. Mm-hmm. There are certain nutrients in which you need in order to progress as a human or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that, whatever the case might be. Yeah, so right. if you're always eating junk food, you know. Yeah, not getting those nutrients. Exactly. <laughs> and we already learned that from like a super young age, you know, with the food pyramid and everything like that. And where yeah. you got like, you know, your your proteins, your weeds, your fruits, veggies, dairy, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like that makes a lot of sense. That you bring that up. Actually, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, actually, very very useful to this. But on the topic, um, there's this quote from the a journal article that I found um, called "Measuring Food Insecurity" by Christopher B. Barrett. And oh, okay. I'm playing. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm about to say, you do? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the quote um, kind of goes on top of what we're talking about. It says, utilization reflects concerns about whether individuals and households make good use of the food to which they have access to. They, as in families, um, you know, poor families that, that you know, don't have access to food. Um, do they consume nutri- nutritionally essential foods they can afford, or do they choose a nutritionally inferior diet? Are the foods safe and properly prepared under sanitary conditions so as to deliver their full nutritional value? Is their health such that they absorb and metabolize essential nutrients? So basically what we just talked about, literally, um, are families getting the nutrients that they need? Do Are they getting the food that, you know, will carry them on to, like, you know, better health, you know, a better yeah. lifestyle and everything like that. And I just found it interesting because this quote is basically, they say, like, it's basically bringing up things like, what is basically, like, food insecurity? Like, how does it affect, like, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to, like, you know, family's health and whatnot. And I just found it interesting. And the fact that we already kind of discussed the majority of, like, what it asks and, like, you know, how it affects families and certain people, like, what the circumstances look like for those type of people as well. Yeah. I just found it, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed. That is really interesting, actually. And um, I feel like it relates to getting down to the root of the problem. Like, I'm a firm believer in 
if you won't address the root of a problem, mm-hmm. then you'll never be able to fix it. Exactly. Like someone once said, there's certain things called upstream mm-hmm. problems and downstream problems. Mm-hmm. If you're always, like the example or the metaphor is, let's say there's the Grinch mm-hmm. at the top of a waterfall, <clears throat> right? He's dropping stuff down the waterfall, he's dropping stuff down. And people don't realize until it's, I don't know, 50 feet down. Right. right. So they're always picking up that stuff. They're trying to get that out of the river because right. it's contaminating the water is doing this and this and that. But if they could get the wrench at the top of the waterfall, that problem would no longer exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like these downstream problems are already affecting everything that came before it. Exactly. exactly. So if people are not getting those proper nutrients and things like that because of the food that they have access to, all of these other problems that are surfacing before that are not being addressed. No, right. And I feel like like the government makes it seem like, oh, we're doing A, B, and C to address this issue, da da da. But the problem is still there. You know? Yeah. What I mean? So it's like, if we're bringing up all these solutions or whatever, why is the problem still arising? Like, why is it still prevalent to this day? You know? And I feel like, I don't know if they're just, like, not really trying for real. I don't know if they just, like, don't know what the actual problem is. I don't know if they can't even figure it out. Themselves. But, like, I don't know. I feel like, as a country, I don't I we should be doing more in order to, like, make sure that, you know, the families in this country are actually getting what they need, you know? Yeah. Because, <clears throat> you know, we're all humans, you know? We all need certain things, like water, food, all that stuff. And I feel like, you know, it's just, like, a given right, you know, to just have, you know, food. It should general. be. It should be. But, but it's not. But it's not. And, right? and they'll slap like a, they'll slap a resolve on top mm-hmm. of a problem where they'll, they'll give us a salad at McDonald's. It's still McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it's still McDonald's. It's still, <laughs> it's still McDonald's. Yo, why don't they open the Whole Foods? Why right. 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 I don't know. Yeah. So if you don't fix that, then, then people will never really see a change. Mm-hmm. In my yeah. I totally agree as well. Well, I think that's going to round up this uh, episode of this podcast. Um, thank you so much for whoever's listening to this. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. Wait. My bad. Before we end the podcast, um, I think it would be a cool thing to discuss how we think a change could be made. Mm. In the United States, at least. You know, starting, no, starting right. in our home Right. Home. Exactly. You know, starting in our you know, home field. Um, if I were to, if I were to, like, like, like I said, I have little knowledge about this, but if I were to bring up something in order to combat food insecurity, um, well, first, you know, we just have to figure out the root and well, figuring that out, that might be a little difficult, but it might not be so difficult as well, because I feel like there's been other people out there, you know, always trying to combat this, uh, this issue as well. So... I don't know. Right now, I would say the best way, the best possible, like, thing I could think of when it comes to combat food insecurity is, like, the small things as well. Like, you know, volunteering at the food pantry and stuff like that, providing, uh, you know, those in need with, you know, the resources that they actually need and whatnot. And, it's like, as long as we keep doing the small things, I feel like the bigger problem will get smaller and smaller as, as time goes on, you know. Um, it might not be an immediate, like, solution to the whole uh, the whole problem, but... I feel like it's still doing something. And as long as we're doing something, as long as we're getting somewhere, like progressing, when it comes to combating food insecurity, I feel like that's good. Not like, that's what it should be. Like, keep doing this one thing. Like, we should, you know, try to find like a better solution, a faster solution as well. 
But as long as we're doing the small things as well, I feel like that should be that should be sufficient for the time being. That's all I can really say right yeah. now. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, I think that's going to call it a wrap. Alex, thank you so much for joining this podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, oh, yeah. And we'll, we'll see you guys on the next episode. See you guys next time. That's a wrap. Bye now.